Welcome to the reading of Noise. This week we are reading chapter 18, titled, Listen to What the Spirit is Saying. In chapter 17, Don't Mind the Noise in the Market, we discussed how in the world, 24 hours a day, every day, we are bombarded with noise of influence aimed at our inner desires and wants. Mr. Coakley touched on a on human longings and how our longings or needs can be used by the enemy as a weapon to distract us from our God-given purpose. The need for acceptance, the need for identity, the need for security, and the need to fulfill purpose places us in a position of weakness where we become easily distracted by the enemy's tricks that ultimately lead us down a path to sin. We are reminded using scripture from Romans chapter 6, that when we become followers of Christ, we die to sin. And that even though we are under grace, we should constantly seek righteousness in our everyday walk so that we may reap the benefit of eternal life with the Father. If this is your first time here, I encourage you to start at the beginning. The chapter readings up to this point can be found on my channel. Playlist is titled Noise, or you can listen to them on my podcast titled Shared Life. Check out the link tree in the description. So now, let's continue reading Noise. I'm on page 169. There could be no greater reason for us wanting to get rid of the noise in our lives than the need of simply wanting to be in a position to hear the Spirit of God when he speaks to us. If you haven't noticed it by now, it is basically the theme throughout this book, being sensitive to the voice of the Spirit of God, even in the midst of noise from the enemy. When we consider the fact that as Christians, we are to be led by the Spirit of God, then we can understand how important it is to be in a position to hear his voice. The Bible admonishes us to be led by the Spirit of God. Yet, I don't believe that many Christians take that seriously. In their minds, the time to be led by the Spirit is when they're in church, during that, their time of personal devotion at home, uh, when they're fasting, or during their Bible study and prayer times. But if we persist in the belief that we can put the Spirit of God into a time frame or in a box, then we are missing the point. Yes, the Spirit of God may speak to us or minister to us during our times of devotions, but is that the only time that the Spirit of God speaks or ministers to us? When we hold that mindset, in essence, we're telling God, okay, you have between 4 and 6 a.m. to speak to me, or God, my devotion time is from 8 to 9 p.m., and that's when I really need you to speak to me. One of the beauties of being led by the Spirit is the fact that the Holy Spirit can speak to us any time of the day. We could be at work, at the gym, playing a sport, driving our cars, cleaning the house, or having lunch, and the Spirit of God can speak to us. The Holy Spirit can minister to us wherever we are, no matter what time of day. He's not confined to a set time frame. For you do not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba Father, Romans 8, 15. I don't know about you, but that fact gets me excited. We are considered sons and daughters, and he, our Abba Father. 
So now it's no longer only when I go to church that I'm able to hear the voice of God. It's not only during my devotions that the voice of God could be heard. As my father, I have the privilege to go before him at any time and make my request known to him or just go in and talk with him. There are times during my day that I need to hear from God and it falls outside of my prescribed time for devotion and quietness. There are times in my day when I have to get wisdom from the spirit of God on a decision I have to make. And I may not have time to hold devotions where I could wait to hear from the spirit of God. Life happens quickly and sometimes we may need to hear from God right there and then. And if we have prepared our hearts, if we have trained our spirits to be sensitive to the voice of God throughout the day, we will be able to tap into the wisdom and direction of the Holy Spirit. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Psalm 143, verse 10. Jesus told his disciples that when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. That's in John 16 and 13. But if we set only a prescribed time to hear from God and spend the rest of the day surrounded by noise, we could be missing out on some key times in our lives when hearing from God, from God becomes critical. In fact, we could be missing out on those times when the Holy Spirit speaks unexpectedly to us, giving us the answers to questions we may have had days or weeks earlier. In other words, don't put the Spirit of God on your schedule and just block out mornings between 5 and 7 a.m. to hear from God. And then for the rest of the, of the day, think whatever thoughts you want. Allow people to speak any and everything into your ear and into your life or allow the sounds of the world to drown out the voice of the Spirit of God. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Romans 8, 5, and 6. Notice Paul said that our minds can be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Too many times we allow our minds to run free while we focus only on feeding our spirits. But the scripture um, says that those who live in accordance with the Holy Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. I said it before and we'll say it again. This is not Sunday morning Christianity. To get your mind set on what the Holy Spirit desires will take some time in the presence of the Holy Spirit and some effort on your part to commit to that time of getting in God's presence. And to have the mind of the Holy Spirit is, have, is to have the mind of Christ. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. And that comes from John 16, part of verse 13, and then 14 and 15. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will take from what belongs to him and make it known to us. In other words, the Holy Spirit can take the wisdom of Christ and make it known to us. 
One of the things about the spirit of God, which I feel many of us fail to comprehend, is the fact that the spirit of God is a person. The constant suggestion of using a white dove to represent the Holy Spirit has left many people thinking that the spirit of God is really a white dove. Those of us who have been taught over the years and who have grown up in churches where we heard the term Holy Ghost so many times, we have come to believe that the Holy Spirit is really a ghost-like being, something spooky or some sort of mist that comes in when the atmosphere is right, does some miracles and then leaves, exiting through the walls. We've let the word ghost give us the wrong impression of the Spirit of God. Yes, the Holy Spirit is indeed a spirit, but also a person. In fact, he's the third person of the Trinity. While he is known for being the power, the dynamite power of God, we tend to forget that the Holy Spirit is a person. He feels, he hears, sees, and understands. And because the Holy Spirit is a person, he can become offended, just like people get offended. I know that's hard for many Christians to understand because it seems as if I'm putting the Holy Spirit on par with humankind, and that's not what I'm doing at all. I'm just trying to draw an illustration and put it on a level that we all can relate to. Have you noticed that every time Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit, he said he, he did not say it, which tells me that the Holy Spirit is, is an actual person. The Holy Spirit is a very sensitive person and can become grieved. Let me ask you this question. How do you feel when you're speaking to someone, but they're busy on their cell phone, checking and replying to messages, totally ignoring you? You're offended by that, aren't you? Well, how do you think the Holy Spirit feels when he's trying to speak to you, but you are so caught up in the things of the world and the noise of the enemy that you ignore him? Hmm. <laughs> He is trying to talk to you, but you're focused on binge-watching television for 10 hours. He's trying to give you wisdom or insight about what is to take place in your life, but you've been on the internet for hours watching videos about what's going on in the lives of Hollywood celebrities. In fact, some of us have our days filled with so much noise that the Holy Spirit has probably stopped trying to speak because he's waiting for the noise to stop first. Ephesians 4 verse 30 warns us not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom we, were, we are sealed until the day of redemption. This is another indication of the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person. Unfortunately, we don't hear much about this grieving the Holy Spirit in the church anymore. And unfortunately, we have all been guilty of having grieved the Holy Spirit at some point in time during our Christian walk. We can grieve the Holy Spirit by not obeying him, by not spending time with him, by not acknowledging his presence, by not taking his advice or following his leading, by becoming offended, angry, spending time in gossip, and allowing the noise of the world to drown out his voice from speaking to us. In the same passage of scripture in Ephesians 4, in verse 31 and 32, Paul went on to give us an idea of some of the things that could grieve the Holy Spirit. He said, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. All of these things 
can grieve the Holy Spirit. Remember, Paul is talking to church folks. You look at that list, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, and it's hard to believe that someone would have to tell church folks, Christians, to stop doing those things. There may be some of you saying, well, I'm not guilty of any of those things. And God bless your heart. But it didn't stop there. The Apostle Paul added something else. He said, every form of malice. The word malice means the desire to harm someone or having ill will towards another person. Has he punched your ticket now? If not, there was one more thing Paul mentioned that was not really in the list, but can become a big wall blocking the Holy Spirit from being offended. Paul said, forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. Do you see yourself now? Here is the thing about grieving the Holy Spirit that can be disturbing, frightening, actually. We almost never know at the time that we have grieved him. He does not tell us that we have offended him. In fact, for some of us, even if the Holy Spirit did tell us that he was offended, we are so busy living life and surrounded by so much noise, we would never hear him. Instead, when offended, the Holy Spirit slips away, just like a dove, and waits for us to get it right before he returns. And if we are not sensitive enough to know that we have offended him, we can carry on in our daily lives, assuming that the Spirit of God is there with us, when all the time he has slipped away and we didn't even know it. It's like when Samson gave away the secret to his strength to his to his wife disobeying a command from God not to tell anyone of the secret of his divine strength in Judges 16 verse 17. At that moment when he capitulated and told his wife everything he had disobeyed God. After Delilah had put Samson to sleep and cut off the seven braids of his hair she tried to test him again and called out Samson the Philistines are upon you. The Bible says that Samson awoke from his sleep and thought to himself that he would go out and destroy the Philistines as before. But what follows is one of the saddest statements ever recorded in the Bible, in which occurs in verse 20. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. How many times have we done or said things that grieve the Holy Spirit? And we had no idea that we had grieved him. And so we kept going on because we are insensitive to the spirit. And we can go on for days, weeks, months, and sometimes years, not knowing that we have grieved the Holy Spirit. That's when we find that our prayers are not working. We feel powerless and have no idea why. So in an attempt to regain the power of the spirit, we fast, attend church every night, jump around or spin around, tithe or have a day of confessions, hoping that these things would restore the power of the Holy Spirit. We become busy trying to restore the power in our own strength. We, we surround ourselves with spiritual noise, trying to restore the power that we've lost, all the while not knowing that we feel powerless because we have grieved the one in which our power lies. 
One of the key aspects of being able to hear from the Holy Spirit on a regular basis and being sensitive to his presence is to make sure that our hearts are right before God. It is perhaps the main way of staying in tune to the voice of the Spirit. Sin, unforgiveness, pride, envy, jealousy, adultery, fornication, cursing, malice, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and every kind of evil works can clog up our hearts and make it almost impossible for us to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. I used to think that it was good for me not to commit sin because I didn't want God to be mad at me. But we should want to keep away from sin in order to keep our communication open with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Spirit not only lets us know when we have missed the mark, but he also gives us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. He's the one who orders our steps and guides us each day. I believe that is someone with whom we would want to keep an honest, open relationship. And don't get the idea that if we didn't do sin, that it's all over and we have lost that chance to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's in First John 1 and 9. We have to constantly be confessing our mistakes, mess ups, and sins before God and asking for forgiveness. Sometimes we sin and may not even be aware of it. We may have told someone a lie and we totally forgot that we did it, but it is still there. Too often we only focus on the big sins and forget about the little sins we commit on a daily basis. There is a saying that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So we have to always be willing to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us if we have offended someone, been rude to another person, or told someone a little white lie. That's why we should pray to ask God to forgive us for sinning against him and against our fellow man in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds. I believe that the more sensitive we are to the Spirit of God, the quicker we will know if we have grieved him because his spirit will bear witness with our with our spirit and let us know that something is not right. We could get to the point where we are so sensitive to the spirit of God that we will know in minutes when we have offended him. We don't have to go days, weeks, months, and years without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But we have to spend time in the presence of the spirit, learning his ways and tuning in to his voice. That sometimes means getting rid of the noise that surrounds us. Well, folks, that is the end of chapter 18. Next week, or the next time you see me, we'll be reading chapter 19, Distracted from Ministry. Mm -hmm. Chapter 19. We are almost done with this book, folks. Let's, let's see. We've read all of this, and um, now we're like, what? Just a little bit left. We're getting to the end of our journey together. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I look forward to seeing you again next week.